How to play mixed doubles when one player is stronger than the other. Find your aha moment right after this. Do the best you can with everything you got. Struggle day to day, cherish every fight you fought. Destroy your obstacles, remove the blocks. Got to stand strong, can you do it? Breakthrough, can you move on? Welcome back to Find Your Aha Moment. I'm your host, Brian Lutz of BackhandCity.com. Don't forget to sign up for my 2020 Adult Tennis Lesson Series right here in Miami in the heart of Coconut Grove. All you got to do is log on to Backhand City and seek out the tennis registration link to reserve your spot in class. I've got Monday Night Intermediate and Tuesday Night Novice. Each session starts at 7.30 p.m. Well, today's topic, how to play mixed doubles when one player is stronger than the other. Now, I know what you're thinking. Let's just say the man's stronger than the woman, and the woman should go to the sideline and give the middle balls to the guy mostly. Let me tell you, this does not work. And I'll tell you why. What's going to end up happening is your partner is going to be so gun-shy. And what's going to happen if for all, when they find her and try to pick on her, she's going to be so tentative, she's going to be missed. She's going to miss. So your job, if you are indeed the stronger player, whether you're male or female, is to make sure that they're in the position to hit their strengths. So... You're not really just looking at who's the stronger player. What you really want to do is dive in a little more granularly and try to figure out what's the weakest shot on your team. So for an example, I'm going to give a quick story. I started playing in New York City 10-0 mixed doubles leagues probably about, gosh, almost 15 years ago now. So I was playing with a girl named Lauren. Her husband was a tennis pro. I was her partner. I think at the time she was a 3-5, 4-0. I was a 5-0. Okay, so maybe it was 9-0. And um, he watched the match, and he said to me, he goes, listen, you are hit over hitting everything. You're trying to power everything. You're trying to hit too many winners. Just keep the ball in play. Keep the ball low and try to set up the point. I go, what do you mean? You want to set up the point so they can't hurt her at the net. My partner's biggest fear and weakest shot was getting a zinger at the net, right? Somebody was just going to hit a torpedo at her, and it would hit her. It'd be bad for everybody. We'd lose the point. She'd get hurt. Uh, she'd be tentative at the net. So one of the things we really conspired was is we need to protect that her, let's say her volley was the weakest part of her game. She could hit ground strokes all day. We wanted her up at the net, but we had to protect her volley. She had an adequate volley. If she had time, but she was not good with reflex volleys. Okay. If she had time, she had a serviceable volley, not a great volley, but serviceable. So we wanted to stay away from reflex shots. She was not going to be able to defend herself when people hit missiles at her. So one of the things I did to protect this was I made sure when I served to the man that I was always trying to kick it up to his backhand or overpower him with a jam ball, or go big to his forehand when I did go there. So if he had to reflex, it had to come back to me. 
So she rarely got a ball that was hit at her heart when I was hitting to the guy, especially once we got into rallies. Because if I had to come to the net, I made sure I always chipped the ball deep or I cut it and hit a nice low ball where he had to move in and hit up. So they never had leverage against her so they could exploit her weakest shot. And it was a huge eye-opener for me because it took the pressure off me. I felt like I had to hit a winner every time to protect her. And what ended up happening was surprising. Her confidence grew because we were playing together under a specific plan around her strengths. So this leads to tip number two, communication. We really had a game plan. This is what we're going to do in these service games in these situations. So when she was at the net, she knew what was coming. There was balls that she could handle that where she wasn't going to get overpowered or not have enough time to react. So point number three is play your strikes, right? For me, I was good at kick serves. I was good at slicing the ball, keeping people off balance. There was no need to try to overpower people because I was going to make a lot of errors. And for her, she was really good at forehand return to serve, excellent lobber when she got in trouble, and she had just an okay net game. So we really made sure we played to our strengths, communicated, and we protected the weakest shot on the court. And the last tip I want to give you is play a lot of match tiebreaks, also known as 10-point tiebreakers. A lot of these USTA tournaments and leagues are decided in match tiebreaks, where it's first one to 10, so there could be big momentum swings, but these match tiebreakers are tricky and they decide everything. So if you're practicing with your partner, practice a lot of match tiebreaks and practice on playing high percentage tennis, okay? But if you get playing them a lot, you'll get used to the sense of urgency and you'll get to reinforce your plan over and over again. Well, I hope that was helpful in helping you decipher how to play doubles when one player is stronger than the other. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Find Your Aha Moment. Don't forget to go into iTunes and rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast so you can get notified each day with a fresh episode. This is Brian Lutz of BackhandCity.com. I'll talk to you tomorrow. That's when-